two, two one. Wow, good job being on point, Randy. <laughs> you weren't on point either. No, it's not going to sound like any of us were on okay. point. No, I am on point just like I'm on fleek, okay? okay. It just works. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> yeah, it's How's your day, around. Will? How was... Is- how was your day? Man, it was it was <laughs> alright. I so I went to work, I just got tired, and I worked and it was okay. And then I went to the spectrum store on my way home from work because I needed, you know, my internet stuff to get this done. And also just because internet's slightly important for the world these days. Just, you just know? a little bit. And so I get home and I start setting it up. And it's like, first off, they gave me the wrong sheet, so everything is in Spanish. Everything, all the instructions are in Spanish. And wait, just, wait, 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 wait. Did you check the other side of the instructions? I, I, in fact, I okay. checked both sides. One was in Spanish and one was in a language that I do not know. Like, I, I don't, it was just a bunch of symbols. I'm not even going to lie. I can send you the picture later. It was just was a bunch in of, wingdings. It was in wingdings. You know what? It was smiley faces, sad faces, and a couple wings here and there. Um, and so I start to set it up and like, I've done it before. So I like kind of know what's happening. And so I, you know, plug everything in and the lights turn on and then my phone starts connecting to it for like phone service. I, I use spectrum for those who don't, I don't know if we're recording this. I use spectrum. And so it's like, you can do whatever with spectrum. And so my phone starts connecting to the voice thing, which I'm not paying for. So I don't know how I have that, but I have that now. So bonus, I guess. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Until it shows up on your bill and you're like, wait, I know, wait right? a second. <laughs> and so it's also this like new tower thing for like the, uh, so there's a modem and the router. Router's this new tower that like all lights up and stuff. And so I plug it in and it's blue and then it turns red. And red is never a good thing unless you're a Sith Lord. And so <laughs> I'm looking at it. And I try to verify it and I have to call like five different numbers and the entire time it's, it's like a 45 minute to an hour process. The entire time I don't speak to a single human. It is only robots. You know, it's like, can you please verify the number calling for this account? And you're just like, yes. And then there's like five seconds silence where it goes. Excellent. Next we will. And it's just like, just all Okay. Point is, I finally got it set up. We're good to go. I'm here now. We're all here now. It was great. We've been here for almost two hours. <laughs> I've yep. been here for about 15 minutes. Because yeah, that's and you're killing it. You know, already, do, yeah. Just, already but, great. <laughs> but my state doesn't my state doesn't like murder. So you know, go to jail. <laughs> And well, like, I mean, do we still have the death penalty? Because in that case, I would say the state does like murder. Oh, Actually, fuck. you know, we do. We do. You're right. We're well, right. We we do. <laughs> we do like murder. Murder is always an option, kids. Don't like somebody, murder them. Kill them. Don't yeah. quote me on that. But but do don't it, okay? don't. Let's not let's not start that. <laughs> but I mean, no. Well, it, it, it doesn't. Listen, the, the, I, you can start it. You just can't finish it. Okay. <laughs> the, the finishing of the murder is what's it's what causes the problems and this is like a simple little like little knife stabby here and there like that's just the start of it that's just as called long torture. As you don't, that's yeah yeah it's just called torture it's it's <laughs> fine okay it's fine as long as the knife doesn't like plunge into the heart like you're an evil villain from disney you're good anyway welcome to my ted talk 
Yeah. <laughs> this is not Will's show. This is not. This is now my show. I'm the ruler. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you as a as a ruler. I would be. I don't know. You do you I, think you'd measure up? I'd, I'd probably be about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank long. you. I don't know. <laughs> be twelve inches long. I have a have little little. Uh, what are they? Lines. That's what they're called. Lines. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like a, I'm, I'm trying to make a joke about like a measuring ruler, but yeah, that was my joke too. It was the, oh. it just yeah. That, yeah. Neither well, of you know, those it's, jokes it, landed comedy. on me, so that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, I just you know I think that Randy's just the odd one out because she's dumb. Okay. So wow, how fucking rude. <laughs> My favorite part is insulting somebody and then immediately moving on to the next part oh, of the conversation. Absolutely. absolutely, that's what you do. Yeah. Cool, that's what this whole yeah. episode is going to be. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So much <laughs> media fun. Media for the intellectually impoverished, more like media for the roasting. That was funnier in my head. <laughs> okay, <laughs> somebody move on. <laughs> just, just move forward, guys. Move forward. Just keep going. No, just continue. We're just going to pretend like we're we got everything under control. Yep. And we're funny. <laughs> this is media for the intellectually impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And that hi is I'm, I'm Will. I'm yeah. I'm, Will. I'm Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> um, and I'm yes. and I'm Randy's best friend of there all we time. Go. Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. That's so exactly I'm, what it I'm is. the most important pinnacle point in both of their lives. So, like, <laughs> you should definitely listen to what I say. Yeah, everything that I say is true. Um, it has worth. And <laughs> I wouldn't say everything I say is true, but it definitely has worth. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a ritual. Randy has some questions she'd like to ask you. Blue, blue 42 unicorns and possibly... He got them all right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, A plus, A plus, perfect. I you always say questions. It's only one question. You, I, I, I always think there's another question. What's there's two you, questions, right? You always ask, "What did they do in high school?" And then I well, ask your question first before you spoil the second one. God, oh spoiler God. alert, Randy! Come on! <laughs> oh my God! Oh my, I'm so attacked! Stop attacking me! <laughs> <laughs> well, first, what did you do in high school? That's the first question before I ask the second one. No, that's not your question. Yeah, my question is, what was your GPA in high school? Well, yes. What was my GPA in high school? Yeah, like, what was your rating? Okay, what was your rating? Like, what, what, okay, what is important to know is that my college GPA is very, very, very different from my high school GPA. That being <laughs> said, my high school GPA was a 4.28. What? <laughs> Four point two eight. Weighted. Yes. He had a weighted one. I had a yeah. Oh, that was okay. yeah. Because I took a bunch you... of AP classes and stuff. Unweighted, it was like like a three point nine or something like that. Do you know what your rank was? Like, were you in the like top twenty five percent? Were you in like the top ten percent or something? I was. I was number twelve. Number twelve. I was twelve. I was in my spot of the. I think my graduating class was. 752 what? i believe i was number 12 oh yeah i forgot your class is so big he and i went to the same high school he was so we what's not how we met but what rank was, were you taylor i was five. Oh, you were five. Oh, i thought he wow was be way to show me up <laughs> I listen my class was smaller and also i'm smarter so like it shouldn't be a surprise <laughs> wow mm, fine 
I thought Will was going to be higher than Taylor. I'm, I'm sadly mistaken. I just... But you're breaking up for me, Randy. Yeah, you're breaking um, up for me, Randy. Listen, I know a relationship. Like, I thought a relationship was stronger than this. Okay? Oh fuck! <laughs> I thought we had a better connection. Come on. Well, nothing changed. I don't know why it's suddenly like the internet's not working. Can you hear me? Okay, now. Nope. But this is why, guys, that we have the backup audio recorded on our phones, sitting in front Yay. of us. That's yeah. That's true. <laughs> Oh frick! Okay, I changed my internet. Does I, that help, or is that worse? I, I can, yeah, that works. I, I can hear better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, how you long don't suck anymore. This, we'll see how long this internet connection works before I change it again. Sick, nice, great. Uh, what did you do in high school? Even though I already know the answer to this question, you mean like, I was like, there, like extra curricular activities yeah i don't yeah i don't think we ever qualified exactly what it was supposed yeah, but to like be, what but, you yeah. like to do in high school like were you in any like cool clubs or like sports or anything? he and i did the same things <laughs> yeah we did not do we uh, some some um so both of us were in uh one act play uh which is just it's exactly what it sounds like it is a um theater production that is one act long uh, which means there's no breaks or anything throughout the thing. Um, I was the one of the media people. I did. Um, I choreographed all the lights for the performances. Every once in a while, our teacher would ask me about uh, about how characters moved or something. For example, we did a um, we did a, a play that was based off of like Roman and Greeks and Egyptians and stuff. And there was some fight scenes in there. I was a big uh, Roman buff in high school um, and so she would ask me like what kind of weapons did they use stuff like that I did a little bit of that I've been in Boy Scouts since I was like 8, 9 and so I've done that all of my life um, that was a big part of high school as well not only did you do Boy Scout you became the Boy Scout You're right hey, I am the... now I am now the big blue Boy Scout known as the big blue Boy Scout <laughs> 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 um but yeah so i'm an eagle scout now um and we, once you're once eagle scout always eagle scout so i'm still helping through that organization um what else did i do i was also in media club i was the uh president do they have presidents right in clubs i led the club i was the big boy man um, the big boy I was the big, he was boy. The, the big, big Le Boy Scout and the big boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's actually, I don't know if we, if there's like a website or anything for this podcast, but like there is actually a video of me uh, in, in high school for the media club. We did a office themed uh, intro to our thing. And there's a video of me standing in front of it, in front of everybody giving like directions or whatever for like the next project we were doing and they all started throwing paper at me like paper airplanes and just crumpled paper balls and stuff and it's way funnier than what i'm making it sound like um <laughs> but but yeah so that's if memory serves me right which it probably doesn't that's what i did in high school i think our, our favorite bit in the, on the podcast is describing funny things from visual formats yeah. <laughs> yeah no see like yeah okay yeah i'm mm, yeah
So some backstory. Will and I have been friends for almost a decade now. I think going on no, nine no, no. years. It, I think it has been a decade because I when I moved to an unspecified location where I met you, it was 2011. So it should be 10 years now. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, so I, I met him through church. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, well, it's just about as grandiose as it sounds. I don't yep. remember... Yeah. meeting you i did i yeah. no recollection i, of I, I exactly don't remember actually meeting you like i remember like it was something along the lines of i was probably wearing a star wars shirt and you were too and we were just like oh, bestie and that's how it went <laughs> yeah i think the pivot <laughs> shut up i Randy. can see that you can't like, laugh can i see it. that at like, and that's, at it's, like church like, camp or something you both see each other from across like the dining room and you're just like star wars <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's a, a bit of William, but <laughs> today uh, we are talking about Final Fantasy and world building, how to build a, a world for your piece of media, what that entails, and how you can do that in a way that complements your piece. So we picked Final Fantasy because Will and I know a lot about Final Fantasy because it's Final probably Fa- our favorite games Final ever. Fantasy is... Like my favorite game series. There's a lot that come close to them, but Final Fantasy X specifically is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my fi- favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy XV, which um, good, Randy. Yeah, I'm good. I've, 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 I don't know when to cut in. You guys are just, you just go. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you scooting about around. I, I'm, I'm hearing something, but I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like when you take two pieces of leather and you just rub them together and they go burr. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's like you're, you're, you're farting in a real crispy way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. I might just accidentally be hitting the mic as I like turn around looking in my my little cave, but I'm just listening to you guys. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You guys are just going off. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact, before the conception of this podcast... I initially was going to have William be my co-host. Yeah, um, I was. Things didn't work out. I was supposed to be the co-host. We were going to have a YouTube channel and everything. And then some weird lady that just (laughs) is super weird and angry and not going to lie, is a little tiny bit of a bitch. Just like came in and stole my. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Randy is amazing, guys. I love her. If anybody took my place, I'm very happy that it's her. He just called me a bitch. We're just gonna go over the fact that he called me. No, it was a. It was a loving. It was a loving way. It was like, like you know how you like you like. Hey, how you doing, idiot? Like it's you know. <laughs> I like how in this in this version of the story, you didn't even say bitch; you said idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called you a bitch. You know, like when you're over there, and you're like, "Oh, hey, dummy." <laughs> it's the same hey, thing. It's the exact guy. same thing. Same, yeah, same thing. Really, really, guys, like Randy's great. By the way, love her. She's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, Goodness. I was. Getting back on topic, um, <laughs> we're talking about Final Fantasy and world building today, right? Yes. So um, I, I guess we'll just start talking about the 
the plot of Final Fantasy X because that's the one that we. All right, so Final Fantasy X is it's I I found like (laughs) the shortest summary that I could find to read because this game is absolutely massive. Um, All of them are. All Final Fantasy games. They're kind of all of them are. It's uh, Final Fantasy X specifically. It came out on PS2 in 2001. Um, it was re-released as an HD remaster for PS3, PS Vita, PS4, Windows, Switch, and Xbox One um, in 2013, 15, 16, and 19. So it had a lot of re-releases, and it was the first Final Fantasy game to incorporate many different things. Um, it had full 3D world, uh, including combat. Um, that, that was not just like 3D, but 3D... Uh, like generation like it was yeah so what's the word the difference is the difference in here is for final fantasy 9 did have 3d worlds but the backgrounds and everything that was sort of far off and uninteractable from the player was either painted or drawn and then brought into the game what switched is when the playstation 2 came out and the new systems were available uh, they were able to generate completely three-dimensional worlds where the entire world was created 3D, as well as extremely advanced 3D cutscenes, which you didn't see in any games prior. So this was a huge um, like turn, as well as, I believe, they, they added dialogue, like spoken yeah, it, dialogue. It was also the yeah, first Final Fantasy to have spoken dialogue, um, and which... I would like to add the voice acting like it was PS2 era. So like these days is like, okay. But in those days, the voice acting was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, just cause they were also just coming into this new way of presenting a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also, it replaced, uh, the, the, the way that the game was played, um, specifically when it comes to combat, so, for those of you who don't know Final Fantasy, um, it's a t- it's a turn based action game, which means you're walking around the world like normal. You can explore, and then you have random encounters. Basically, you would like you're rock- walking down a road, and then the screen flashes, and you enter this um, used to be pre rendered area, but now three dimensional area um, where it has your party standing uh across from the enemy's party whether that's a big monster several small monsters whatever it is and each character goes in turn depending on like the speed of that character so the characters that are faster but deal less damage characters that do more damage but are slower and it will place the active time battle to the conditional turn-based battle the mm-hmm. active time so in- go ahead do you want me to use- yeah so the active time battle was implemented in seven, I believe seven. Seven, yeah, was, seven, seven was, was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that was is each character had a timer, uh, including the enemies, which is re- revolutionary for the, for the systems in and of itself. But uh, they all had a timer. And when that timer bar fills up, you get a chance to attack. Um, what the difference between that and this conditional turn is there's no longer a timer. Instead, there's an, a list, right? And it's an order of each character and when they're going to go. And it's already sort of figured out this timer system 
and pre-implemented it, but it allows you to using different abilities um, to slow an enemy and cause him to do his turn later. Maybe you get two turns in completely. Every character gets two turns in before that character gets a single turn, which wasn't possible on the timer system because of the way that the computer had to render itself, right? Um, Because it couldn't compute that far in advance. So this allowed the game to have more of a tactical mindset to each encounter rather than just like all out war you just smacking each other until the other one's dead right so that that was it really was just a pinnacle turn for the final fantasy game series in my opinion just because it in, it introduced so many new concepts dialogue 3d rendering um while still using pre-rendering three-dimensional areas uh it's made a switch from that kind of combat um it just it was a very big just change in things um and in my opinion for the better uh just because oh, absolutely i think it's it really did push the, the playstation best. 2 um it showed its true like uh capabilities um just from just how much it, it could do i know there's a better ways of explaining this, but that's what I got for you today. <laughs> you did um, a good so job. It was good. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yes. So, um, round of applause. Round of applause. Also, yeah. So the main the main story for I I, I looked this up as an average um, play style, just to give you an idea of how long this game actually is. Keep in mind, this is a PS2 game. These games were generally usually about 20 hours, in my opinion, uh, or at least from mm-hmm. my experience. So Final Fantasy X for the PS2, the main story is 46 hours long if you play straight through. Main Whoa. story main story plus extras, which with the, with the just main story is like you're just rushing through it. You're not leveling up where you need to be. You're just going straight through it. Main story plus extras is 80 or 71 hours. All styles is about 68, so that's just leveling up, doing most of the stuff, and then doing the completionist average is 149 hours. I personally have logged over 200 hours into this game. Um, just doing oh everything. Oh my god. And that's that's because it also changed how you get um everything and ultimate weapons and just all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, so let's 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 talk about this this story for a minute. Let's start talking about like stories so we can get into world building right. and stuff. All right, yeah. so the story it starts out. Actually, I think I have a thing up. Yeah. All right. So this is just a quick summary, and by quick summary, I mean I have three paragraphs of text for you today. Um, which I, might be I told much, you Will would but... just take over the podcast, Taylor. I told you this, <laughs> this is what was going to happen. If, if I, need, I, d- I knew it. If I need to, <laughs> if I need to dumb it down, I can and just give you like a quick, very, real quick thing. But for just this, do do just whatever do you want. Yeah, no, just go this for is, it. This, this is your this, time. This is, all right, Titus. So the, the beginning of the the game actually starts about halfway through. It's one of those where it comes in and the the main character Titus is sitting there. And it flashbacks to the start of the story. And then you I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I bet you wonder how I got here. So I'm going to hit on some of the characters real quick. Um, just so you know kind of who I'm talking about. So the main character is Titus. The next one is Aron. 
There's Riku. There's Yuna. She's also in the like second main character. Um, and then there's Kamari. And he's basically been uh, Yuna's guardian uh, since she was a real young girl. Hey guys, this is Taylor from the editing room. I want to start off by saying I love William so much, but he spends the next 20 minutes explaining the plot of Final Fantasy X. And in order for us to talk about it in the way that we want to and show you guys what we're talking about with world building, I took it upon myself with his permission to condense his summary of the plot into something more palatable that we can quickly get over. So Titus was a star blitzball player in this city called Xanarkand. Blitzball is basically underwater soccer. When suddenly this giant monster shows up and thrusts him from his land. He wakes up in water rescued by pirates. These pirates explain that they are people called Albed and that Xanarkand, the city he was from, was destroyed a thousand years ago. Sin appears once again, thrusting him from the boat back into the water, and he wakes up on the beaches of this town called Besaid. So in Besaid, he meets Waka, a blitzball captain, looking for a, a break in his blitzball team. And Waka introduces him to Yuna. Yuna is a summoner. The purpose of a summoner is to defeat the big monster, which is named Sin, in an attempt to create what is called the Calm, where, where Sin is not around for about 10 years before he reappears. So Yuna, a summoner, is escorted by her guardians, Waka, Kimari, Lulu, and Orin. Together, the five of them, plus Titus, go and attempt to gather up what's called a summon, which is a powerful spirit given to the summoner to call upon from what's called the far plane, which is this sort of version of the underworld or the afterlife. Upon their journey, they meet up with Riku, who was one of the pirates that rescued Titus. While they're traveling, Orin, who was a close friend of Titus's father, explained to him that Titus's father, Jekt, was also a guardian for Yuna's father. But upon his death, he became Sin. So that big monster Sin that we're trying to defeat is actually Titus's father. The journey continues on, and eventually we meet up with a large political figure named Seymour, who has intentions to wed Yuna in an attempt to dissuade the fears and bring about hope for an era of the people of Spira. Yuna doesn't answer right away, though, and seems rather reluctant to his proposal, and the journey continues before we find out that Seymour actually murdered his father in an attempt to gain more political power. When the party hears this news, they decide to take action in an attempt to kill and succeed in killing Seymour, but what they don't succeed in is sending his soul to the far plane. So when your soul is not sent to the far plane, you still exist in the world of Spira. You can still interact with people. After their fight with Seymour, the party has become outlaws, criminals to the, to the people of Spira for killing such a high political figure. So in an attempt to flee, Riku takes the party to her home, this home base of the Albed, who are pushed away from society and sort of outcast because of their use of this special machinery called Machina, which is considered unholy to the religious beliefs in Spira. When they get there, Seymour has ordered an attack because he's still around because he hasn't been sent to the far plane. He's ordered an attack to abscond with Yuna so he can marry her in this big show once the party defeats the onslaught, they then go and rescue Yuna in this giant machina called an airship, and continue their journey to the ruins of Xanarkand, which is where they will fight Sin. Once they reach Xanarkand, Titus finds out that he and his father Jekt aren't of the world of Spira. You see, when all of those people died back in Xanarkand a thousand years ago, their collective spirits weren't sent to the far plane. These spirits are, were at unrest, so they 
used their power to create sort of a dreamlike version of what Xanarkin used to be. And in that Xanarkand lived Titus and Jack, in that dream version of Xanarkand. But when Spira became in trouble again, the people of Xanarkand decided it was time to pull someone from this dream Xanarkand back to the real world of Spira in an attempt to help defeat Sin. So they summoned Jekt and eventually Titus from this world. So he doesn't actually exist in the real world and he has to deal with that. The people of Xanakin wish to stop dreaming, but they're unable to do so because sin exists. Eventually, we find out that upon summoning the final Aeon, the one Aeon that will destroy sin, Yuna has to die. And at this point, Yuna and Titus are in somewhat of a romantic relationship. So Titus fights back. He says, no, there has to be another way we can destroy sin. And he's right, there is. See, they surmise that if they went inside of sin and found the core of sin, Yu Yevon, who is some other deity in the sphere of religion, and if they killed the core of sin itself, that they could stop sin from resurrecting and allow the faith to quit dreaming and sent to the far plane. So that's what they do. They go and they destroy it, and then the eternal calm begins. But upon destroying the core of sin, the faith, who are the people of Xanarkand, stop dreaming. And so Titus ceases to exist, and then begins the eternal calm, the final calm. Sin will never return, and, and Yuna then vows to aid in the restoration of Spira after the wake of this great event. So... Thank you for joining me on this hopefully less lengthy and more clear summary of Final Fantasy X. Now back to your regularly scheduled blabbering. That's a lot of information. And that is if, so if you much wanna, information. If, yeah. If you want to cut that down or anything, go for it. Because I'm going to kind of like reiterate just a little bit. So... It's a massive, massive story. I highly recommend the game to everybody. My mother hates video games with a burning passion, like burning, burning passion. When my dad played this game, she sat down, watched it, and cried at the end. Wow. So, yeah, this game, it, it tugs on your heartstrings. But we're talking it's, about it's great. world building today. Yeah, or <laughs> at least sort of... The world of Final Fantasy, how to create a world. Okay, so here's like this. before what we get into already? it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we get into it, because that was a lot of information. Yes. I, as someone who's coming into it from outside, I'll try and be like our audience and like I need some clarification. Yes. <laughs> for okay. All yes. Of yes. I will clarify. Ask your questions, and I will give you this information. I, I feel like everything I'm going to say is going to be wrong. So you're like, fall, okay, what you just went over, is that like the, the whole story of like all of the video games or is this just no, the 10th video is, game? No, this is just 10. This is just but, 10. Oh my so God. This, <laughs> here, here's another thing. So this is why I wanted to talk about Final Fantasy when it comes to world building is when you think of a lot of games in a series, it's usually like the same characters going through a massive story. Well, with Final Fantasy, each game, or at least most of the games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and so on, each has a different number, is different characters and a different story, with the exception oh, okay. of like Tin and Tin 2. And yeah, one of the reasons why I love the world building that Final Fantasy does is going to, into each game, as long as you've played one before, you already have kind of an idea of the characters that you will be seeing. 
For example, the Aeons I was talking about, which are the summons, most of them in each game are the same. Ifrit is across all the games. Bahamut is across, or at least most of the games. Bahamut's in most of the games. Um, Shiva is in most of the games. But they all have different depictions in that game. But they all have, like, not the same powers, but the same thing. So Ifrit is always fire. Shiva is always ice. Bahamut is always this large dragon. But they all have a different, almost, personality in each game. Um, along with just recurring characters. Uh, for example, the character Riku, her father, his name is Sid. Sid is in every single Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. He's different in each one, but he's in every single one. He's one of those characters. And yeah, so it's not necessarily the same character. It's a character with the same name that is similar. So Sid right. is typically the mechanic um, okay. and is typically the... The guy that that fixes, they use a lot of airships in these games. So there's airships or in 15, Sid is the mechanic of the car that you drive. Um, This is the guy that built the car. And it's just stuff like that. There are characters that are names of characters that you see repeated. And then those characters will follow the archetype of their name, if that makes sense. You know, you have typical archetypes, right? But then Sid is an archetype in Final Fantasy. So there's that. And then also with each Final Fantasy, the world is almost completely different. Um, excuse me. It's, it's almost completely different. Like 7 and 10 are two of the... In my, I would say the two biggest Final Fantasy games. If, because they, they both have remasters and remakes. And the remaster or remake of 7 was absolutely massive when it came out recently. Um, mm-hmm. And those two games... The, the worlds are almost, almost completely different. For yeah, example, so in Final Fantasy VII, you're just on, I guess, an Earth. that I don't think they give it a name. Gaia. Maybe Gaia, yeah. Um, so you're on Gaia, and that story is about something completely different than what Ten's story is about. And the, I, I, was, I would just say, like, the world itself. Like, in Seven, they embraced the Machina, which are the machines. They embraced Steampunk. They embraced Dieselpunk. They embraced this technological advancement, where in Ten, a massive part of the story um, is about Yu Yevon's teachings. And in Yu Yevon's teachings, he teaches that Sin is there because people use Machina, and therefore Machina has been banished from the land. And so that's already two almost polar opposites worlds Mm -hmm. and that's just two of them yeah but the idea of machina is present in both of them machina is basically almost every just machina was introduced in final fantasy i believe it was three with terra um when you get machina like uh suits which is just basically power armor from fallout kind of thing um and ever since then it has been in the game and influenced even the weapons uh, for example, mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy XIII, the main character, Lightning, has a sword that transforms into a rifle. Um, yeah. And so it's it's just each each Final Fantasy game has similar elements and repeating characters and summons, but they all have completely different stories. So is that what brings them? I know I have so many. So is that <laughs> what connects like all of the Final Fantasy like um, video games? Is those re- reoccurring like um, themes and characters? Are those the only things that like tie them together? That's for for the most part, yes. However, I also want to bring up um, 
this past. So let me bring you to my second point. <laughs> like f- folds up a giant post-it yeah. note. I was really excited about about learning this, and I don't know if I told Taylor or not. But I played Final Fantasy One, the original that came out in the I believe nineties, um, mm-hmm. over this past summer on NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. So it's an old game, and I beat it and. Throughout the game, you play as the Warriors of Light, which are also reoccurring characters. It's just the like main characters are the Warriors of Light, per se, in each game. They're just different characters. Well, at the end of Final Fantasy 1, it actually tells you that the Warriors wake up from a dream. And you realize that you are, in fact, these Warriors. is your heart and soul that are living while you're sleeping in another reality. And so Whoa. each game is actually a it, it it's like a retelling. It's it's the same story but a different story. From my that's at least how I interpret. But like yeah, a so different aspect the, the, of the story. No, yeah. what it is 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 it's like it's different dreams with the same people. Okay, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Give me like a one like sentence, one or two sentence synopsis. Like, what's the goal of Final Fantasy X? Like, what's the problem? What are you trying to solve? Final Fantasy X. The story is um, basically Titus and Yuna want to stop this big bad evil creature called Sin. That is like the it's it's basically like this devil sort of character that is infecting the populace and. Um, killing a bunch of people because it's just it's this huge monster and it's it's basically this god of destruction. Yeah. And so Yuna um, wants to save it, save the world, Spira from sin. And Titus, who is the main character, wants is falling in love with Yuna and wants Yuna to stay safe. So the the battle here is what is the like you know what what is this worth? What is ending sin worth in yeah. the end? Because okay. he'll just come okay. back. The, the the big thing that I found great in 10 was it's it's also due to the story of how they did it, where you are sucked into this portal during the destruction of um, of Zinarkand, and you just get pooped out in Spira, and you're just like, the, you, you and Titus are like, I have no idea where I am, I have no idea the customs, the religion, what's going on, I am just blind as a bat. And that's that's the similarity between you and Titus is you have no idea what's going on. And so through the story, through these characters that have different principles and values and morals, you not only learn the story, but you learn the world. You learn why Blitzball is still around. You learn why summons are a thing. You learn why the Yevon religion is such a massive religion. And you also learn why there's so much racism going on within Spira. Because the Albed basically disowned Yevon's teachings and used Machina for the civilization in the fight sin. Whereas the people of Spira are following Yevon's teachings and disown Machina. And so Riku, who is an Albed, and Waka, who is of Spira, have this massive conflict throughout the entire game as Waka hates her guts because she uses Machina. Mm-hmm. And what, well, when it comes to world building, like one of the main things that you have to do is you have to, we talked about it when we were talking about fantasy, you have to make 
sure, like the history of the world that you're creating um, is fleshed out, es especially in this game. I think when you're being thrust into an entirely new world, um, like the history itself has to be fleshed out and you have to have a way for that to be accessible to the the. the 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 players or the consumers of this media. Right. What what I was going to say was the the world throughout the the game. Titus is also asking why for everything, and so it it pushes you to like learn these new things. It pushes it it, it teaches you the religion. It actually teaches you the religion of the land, so that you you get this closer understanding. And I, when I mentioned the Albed earlier that use Machina, they also have their own way of speaking, their own language, and you can't understand that. So you can go around the world and find these translation um, pieces of paper that translate words and letters to you so that you can learn this new language. And in doing that, mm -hmm. you also see these new parts of, Spe of Spira and the Albed. You, you see how these people dress, how they act, how they speak. And each character has their own kind of personality. Like there's characters. Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to get yeah. at. Um, because the, every, like the world feels real. Like every character yeah. has something going on. You can talk to virtually every character that you, that you see in the world. So like there's this, this uh, this fleshed out part of it that is is really intriguing and and makes it like the world itself feel real and mm -hmm. allows the the consumer to because you can see like these differences in the in the people right like and you start picking up on these cues of 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 people and then not only that but like you literally get to have like if you if you collect all of these manuals and you can see and understand these people's language like there's an entire language built just for this game mm -hmm. and it's just it's and not only is it built but the voice actors speak it yeah it, it's a fully like, spoken language, language that the voice actors had to learn to speak in order for this game to be made so it's not just like they threw it together and the words just appear on the screen it is a full-on spoken language that not only you slowly learn and that you hear, but they go back and forth between this unknown language and English as you unlock pieces of this language. So it's not just an instant transformation. There'll be like, like a word you don't know and then fishing rod and then a word you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing with, with these going out and seeking things is fishing rod. There's a map. <laughs> you, you like that one? You like fishing I'm, rod? I'm just, I was just thinking, like, what could be the words before and after? Fishing and rod. It's just like, <laughs> blank fishing rod blank. I stuck a fishing rod and you can finish the rest. <laughs> I stuck a fishing rod up my ass. Oh, uh, I was going for it, like, in my ear, but okay. Um, I'm sure, sure, that's what you. Anyway, so this other thing about going out and seeking and finding um, these things are there's a massive game, uh, like mini game system in Final Fantasy X called Blitzball, which is basically soccer but played in an anti gravity bubble of water where you can just move around wherever you want because you don't need to breathe. 
And it's hard to explain. I would suggest go watch a little video of like somebody playing it because that's just it's it's soccer in the water and you just do whatever you want. Um, but you can go around and with the talking to almost everybody, you can just recruit people off the street who know how to play blitzball to join your team that you play as and you can play as these people. And each person, it, it, it really is like from my memory, which may be wrong because I played this game in constant like amazement. Each character had a different personality, a different way of speaking and a different outfit. So it was like, yeah, so it's, it was a different feel. Like you, you, you had this mm-hmm. diverse culture of, of gaming of blitzball and just the game itself throughout the game and throughout this fantasy world where they built this new in-game culture which you do not see very often usually it's like on a specific place like you know ghost of hiroshima great game it takes place in feudal pan with ghost of here no ghost of tsushima tsushima Sorry. <laughs> the Ghost of Hiroshima <laughs> ghost of sounds Hiroshima. like an aftermath of World War II. <laughs> it's, a it's, not good. it's a documentary about World War II. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say, like, you get my point, is like, it's usually in this one area. Whereas Final Fantasy X, you're traveling around the world, around this fictional world, and it has different cultures in each part of this world. There's a culture within this area that's constantly in a storm. There's a culture in the Ronzo tribe where Chimera or Kimari is from that have this tradition. There's a culture in Besed about Blitzball and, and, and honor. There's this culture in Spira and in the main uh, Bavel, which is the main city of uh, tradition and religion and Yevon. And then it's just each area and it integrates. So it's, it really does bring this game to life as you see the religion, the tradition, the honor, the value, the morals of each character, along with just the different ways that things are colored and built and architecturally designed in these different areas, because all of them are different. Yeah, and that's 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 another interesting thing to, to touch on is that the the architecture is different in every area. They had to build um, like they built these these areas and then they built what kind of culture would be there and then, well, what do their houses look like? So you have one area that's like all up in the trees and so they have these houses built inside of trees and all of these like spiraling vines that allow you to get to different places and they have a culture in the desert where it's all sunken into the desert like in, and they built this, it's like built over this giant trench. Um, they have... Uh, one by the water and it's just like it's very much like the, the houses are like tents built out of like felt felts furs and pelts and <laughs> felts um, and just stuff like that it's just it's 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 very well thought out and, and extremely fleshed out and that's like that's the kind of stuff that you need to be thinking about as a creator like especially when it comes to the visual aspect of world building like understanding why things need to be built a certain way for certain areas and doing that research and and thinking and and, and brainstorming and and it's just it's not like you can't put someone in in an igloo that lives in a desert you know like that igloo shape wouldn't wouldn't hold in the desert the game Um, and it serves no purpose the the game also 
forces you to go, or not forces per se, but it encourages you to go and explore these areas. Because in, in each game, there's like these things called Omega Weapons, which are basically the like most powerful things you can find for each character. And in 10, there's two pieces of each weapon. And basically, it, it's in a different part of Spira where you have to go and do a specific thing. So there's one where there's this like electric butterfly force. There's one where you have to dodge a certain amount of lightning blasts. There's one where you have to capture a certain amount of creatures in the desert. And so it encourages you to spend time in each area, in each region of this fantasy world. It's not just like, hey, here's this nice little part where you're just going to run through real quick. It's, hey, hey, here's this part where we want you to spend time and witness and see and learn about this culture and area that you're in. Like they put time and effort into each specific um, uh, region. Yeah, it's 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 truly one of the the best pieces of of world building I think that media has to offer. I don't think that there are many pieces where I'm like, yeah, that one is really well like fleshed out and built. Um, I feel like those are few and far between. I feel like a lot of stories to try to just self-contain. Um, yeah. and that can be a, a hindrance to to your story because it's it the, the world doesn't feel real the world doesn't feel good or, or fleshed out like you're not seeing what's around the characters you're just seeing the internalization of the characters and not to say that there are stories that can work that that can't work that way you know i, th- I think that there's definitely a space for you know the internalization of a character but there's definitely something to be said about really thinking about what's going on outside your character um, and, and how that may influence the internalization part of that story. So even if it's like not the focus of the story, building that world around the character will bolster your story in the long yeah. run. So that's it's something that you should consider when you're creating. Especially when you're telling a story that's like, this it's like expansive and there's just so much going on there's so many different characters like you can't not build out the world it's like you right. were saying you can't put your characters like in like an igloo and not expand upon the world when you're trying to tell such a complex story in mm-hmm. in doing so and building out that world it will help like lift your story up even further and it'll take it to that next level and you're talking about like how there's like there's some like I, I just listening to you guys and like just the story and the amount of like world building and the detail, there's so much detail poured into this. And that's exactly what you need if you're going to create this. Basically, they created another world. I mean, if you go so far as to like make your own language, I mean, I think you're doing pretty good in yeah. world building in my book. I mean, isn't there like in Star Trek or something where you like they made their own language like Klingon or I'm, I'm probably butchering where that came yeah. from. That's but, like, the, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, so like yeah, that's, that's incredible. Like any like media that creates their own language, like that is automatically like you're a level up. You are completely like trying to fully fledge out your world. And Final Fantasy, I mean, I think we've just basically like scraped the the top of the surface with what what specifically what this game has to offer and what all of these games had to offer like together. It's it's truly incredible. And I think something else that goes into what makes like world building what what makes it really 
good and how to do it really well is to showcase like everyday life. This was something that you guys, we had hit on a while back about they, they show, they created the culture, like with the houses and with their religion and the sports and all of these things. Like it, that's everyday life. It's not following like this. It is following this massive adventure, but it's also letting you just live in those like real world, like everyday moments. And that's something that we can all relate to. And that's something that can, we can all like get involved in within the game and brings us closer and really draws us into this like completely other world absolutely 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 yeah. agree with you um yeah i, I mean when, when we say we barely scratch the surface of even this game um we're not even like yeah we're it's not just lying. like it's, this yeah like i said it takes in order to do everything in that game it takes like 200 hours to do and that's just in one game yeah I know and that's this game came too. out it's just yeah like this game came out in like the ps2 so, like, as powerful as the PS2 was, wow. it was also, like, limited in what it could do. And now we're onto the PS5. We're onto these massive gaming computers that you can just build on your own. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. the, the extent it, it, to it's, world it's crazy. that you can do is just insane. Like, I would like to say... It's on, like, a, on another level. Yeah. Like, cy- it's like, like, cyberpunk games like that, that are just, you go in, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2... Games where you just go in and it's like, hey, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's just it like obviously there's like a limit to how much you can actually do. But it's just even like the smallest of things like billboards, uh, things characters say, what they were wearing. Like it gives you this this feel of this this new civilization that you're discovering. It gives you this like real brief just oh this is what it is because if i see someone in all black in a leather like lulu i'm like oh this is gonna be a more maybe darker toned and then i see another one that's in like a bunch of text like oh it's be more futuristic they're be very based in technology they're using you know, like guns and stuff you see a character in very traditional clothing that uses maybe a staff and does a lot of magic think oh this is more like tradition and religion based kind of thing does, does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think i think what's what's funny is is that there are games that like cyberpunk specifically i think cyberpunk 2077 um that was making a world so big that the that the game systems yeah, couldn't the, handle yeah. it that even these top end like, pcs that people spent like hundreds of thousand dollars on are having trouble running just the amount of content that they've put in yeah. these worlds and it, it, they they were the goal of that game was to make a world so immersive that no two characters were the same, no two non-playable characters were the same, and they had they were on track to do it, but but the problem was the people wanted to see results, they wanted to see the yeah. game they'd been waiting for so long, um, and they they basically forced the the devs to to put it out incomplete. And there, it's still reeling from that, and so it's just like it, I think that specifically goes to show the amount of time and effort it takes to create something, yeah, so fleshed out. Um, but most of all, like the, you know, just be patient, <laughs> yeah. even with yourself when creating it. Um, be patient. Like I'm currently creating a story that is going to require a lot of world building, and I've been doing this for. This specific story for probably six months now, 
another story that I've been doing is, is it's been taken over a year of just world building. Um, so don't expect yourself to just snap and see it done. Like you're going to get a bit at a time and yeah. then another bit yeah. at a time, it, you know, lean on your collaborate, your collaborators. Like I, um, I've called a couple friends that I, who's, you know, the intellect I respect when it comes to story building and whose opinions I value in that space. Um, and I've asked them about their opinions on my, on my work and what they think needs fixing. And if this piece makes sense with that piece, like it's just a process. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it's a, but it's a very rewarding process when you get a piece as fleshed out as final fantasy 10. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's, that's even just saying like Justin, like a lot of the other games, it's just, it's the same kind of thing. In my opinion, Tin is the best, but like it's the same with a lot of games. It's just you you see this new kind of culture um, that you haven't seen before. And it's one thing I love about games, about video games, is it, it just gives you a whole new perspective. It gives you a whole new realization. It's a whole new story and culture that may be fantasy or may actually be in the world. Like Ghost of Tsushima, where it's this feudal Japan um, culture based off of honor and the turn away from that into more of a survivability. I haven't played the game, so like if I'm wrong on that, please feel free. Oh, it's, it's you, you nailed it on the head. That's, and, that's it's, really it's the just this new, point. Like I said, it just gives you this whole new perspective on, on these things. And I would almost call it educational. Mm. Yeah. I think that we should probably roll this into some closing thoughts. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, that's about all I got for today. And it's really, really hot in this closet. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah. all recording well, in you're some type of closet. I'm under three blankets, sir. I'm in a unventilated closet. I'm in an unventilated <laughs> closet. I'm surrounded by cardboard boxes and uh, with a light that has like the string on it. So, you know, it's one of those like hot lights, you know. <laughs> Oh, and so, yeah, like, yeah oh, nice and warm. We had to do this. Uh, if we have technical difficulties, we had to do this episode over Discord just, just scheduling oh, issues. Oh, mi- Mr. Part of the Podcast now. Yeah, Tell the goodness. viewers what's going on. He just stole well, my spot. He just came in here and just fucking just uh, <laughs> took it over. <laughs> I, will be, I, I will be eternal. <laughs> I, I cannot be killed. I cannot be killed. I I, I am forever reborn. I am the sin. <laughs> yeah, um, I am the podcast. No, but thanks. <laughs> no, but thanks so much for 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 coming on the podcast. Dude, I really I wanted to get you on. Uh, you can you can ask anybody that I've talked to about this how excited I am. I have to tell you how excited I am. My girlfriend has been sitting in the other room outside of a closed closet away from me for over an hour now waiting for me to do this because I would... Well, he'd rather do this than hang out with his girlfriend. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, and his yeah. girlfriend listens to the podcast more than he does, so I'm sure she'll be this <laughs> uh, But yeah, so, dude, if... I Amy, just hit me up if y'all are like we want a third guest or we just want a third member to the podcast hit me up we just don't feel like <laughs> doing the happy. podcast this week we'll let Will do it this week <laughs> dude I, I'll do it I'll do a one I'll, I'll, I'll man I'll figure it out you, you, might, you might you might lose all of your viewers when I do it but I'll do it man <laughs>
Are you always talking about losing viewers? We're only gaining viewers with We're your sweet ass you. on the podcast. <laughs> all right. That is uh, all the time we have for this week. Thanks so much for joining us on this intellectual journey. Uh, Will, uh, you're not super into like creation of media, but do you have any place uh, that you want to like plug or any pe- things that you want to plug before we, we cut out completely? I. I'll take that as a no. That's a no. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, he he is an avid video gamer, but he is like a, a computer science guy. Mm-hmm. He's a math 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 and math engineer. That's math engineer. Yes, he's right. I'm a yeah. math and cool, science cool. guy, but I've you know I watch everything I can. I play everything I can. Um, massive like gaming is just an important part of my life and in my opinion it's just gaming like it can be addictive it can become a problem and this is a conversation for another time but like i just i connected <laughs> really well with taylor trey whatever you want to call him and it's just that just that other guy that's not as cool as me and randy just him yeah he's just kind of been sitting there like like he's <laughs> in his closet but yeah in his closet Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. I, I, lo- I, love, I love you guys. I love you too. No, I've talked to the viewers. Oh, uh, them. Well, I d- no. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, totally. Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's what... We, we, we do that. We Yeah. Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is produced by Trey Taylor-Smith and Miranda Randy-Zapes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast or email us at MFTII Podcast at gmail.com. That's MFT Two Eyes Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>